0: I said, Gimel Ariella, I'm making the share, this I don't even know his name. Forty years ago this year, a famous Chassid by the name of Reb and Shemtov passed away. He passed away on Hey Tamos. He was also hit by a car, also killed in a car accident. And um, he he lingered for a few days before he passed. And Yudbeis Tamos, the family had just gotten up from shiva. So by the bring of Yudbeis Tamos. But the following day, very a week later they've gotten up from shiva. The Rebbe said, "I think he said the from the soldaten, one of the soldiers of the Rebbe the Shere.' He used uh, an expression that was endearing and serious about him. And um, I, I think he said, I 'I didn't hear the tape, but I think he added that for sure.' The Rebbe at Bavor and the you know, when a person passes away, the Ersazach that Mavdim you never need the Rebbe more than when you're crossing over from this side to the minute he is by a Levaya. We say Betn Zech and the Rebbe asked one of his children to stand up and sing his niggin. But the Fabrengen of So he passed away a week before, and by the Fabrengen of Bay's Tamas Rebbe mentioned him. The Drochab of the Abishhtar will never understand. Ayid lived, served the Abishter and served the Rebbe. He, he was a, a Khirish Ayid. Nobody can debate that Kutirap did not have another part. There was no piece of him that was outside of Chasset. You know, a lot of us have, you know, free nights and weekends, you know. You know the joke, the Borcham and the cell phones have something in common. They have free nights and weekends. The difference is one of them has a plan and the other doesn't have a plan. <laughs> Rab didn't have free nights and weekends. His plan was this galz of Melech HaMashiach. He fell on Yudbeis Tammuz. This is the Ratzin of the He His Neshama lived his years and... How he passed away is our hell and And it's our anguish. It's a terrible Rechman from his family. It's an unbelievable Rechman on his family. Unbelievable Rechman on his family. And if somebody can help them, I saw the, the comments. They push it need help on every level. I mean, not a lot of, you know how it is. You forget. Everyone's going to be very sad. We're going to go to the Levaya. We're going to be Menachem Movel and we're going to forget. But this person fulfilled his mission in this world. He completed his mission. And he was in the You know, he was in Gan Eden. by the Fabrengen there was a, a young bacher. his name was Katlarski Yankov David Katlarski he was Moshe Katlarski's older brother he was a very chsidish bacher. very chsidish bacher. and he passed away in his sleep on a Friday night without any reward, warning he just passed away he wake up in the morning it was a tragedy I heard that they asked the Rebbe how to tell his mother and the Rebbe's response was I don't know Anyway, the next Shabbos. He passed away Friday night, so the Levi was Sunday. His father went over to the Rebbe by the Fabrengin And the Rebbe said loud, the whole room heard. Erzitz. Erzitztengan Hek Sidis von Schved. That's what he said. And he said it with energy, not with a saddah. Erzitztenga Neidin. This Bacher who had just died ziting aidin one week after he passed away. We, we don't know what happens when a person passes away, but it doesn't take a week to get to Gan Eden. It takes a long time to get to Gan Eden. Okay, it takes a few months, it doesn't take more than a year, it doesn't take a week. That's, the Rebbe said it, so it's Emes. We all, I believe, without a question, that Kutirap is in Gan Eden, he belongs. Well, that's see it, this what happened. I, I didn't come here, I've certainly come to make a Hespit. I, I, if, if there's anything that needs to be said is that after this levaya and after this shiva, we have to remember his family. It's very, very important. But from an Amuna perspective, you should understand. I, I've told this to you many times. I was a rochelay shusterman's levaya. She was 36 years old when she passed away. It was the most heartbreaking experience of my life. It was so terrible. One of the most heartbreaking So uh, rochelay shusterman was a mother to hundreds of families in Long Beach by children and the Abisha took away also without any warning. So there was a levaya. It was very painful. They, they, we, we went to the shul in Long Beach and then we went to the airport and they buried her here. So in the airport, the mood was terrible. Terrible. Indescribably bad. And Rabbi uh, Raichik, who didn't have free nights and weekends, saw the mood. You could feel it. You could touch it. And uh, he stood up and he spoke in a, f- a few words I don't know if the people understood what he said because if it's English or because his Hebrew it didn't matter, they all heard what he said, you understand he stood in front of maybe 150 ladies who were broken beyond, br- indescribably broken indescribably broken it was like their heart was ripped out and he shouted as loud as he could as long as I live I hear those words in my head we believe, which means we believe, but the gives a person a certain number of days, and they come into this world, and they fulfill their shlichas, and then they go home. Meaning to say, there's no accidents, there's no failures. We don't understand Dachi Hashem. We don't understand Dachi Hashem. We don't understand why he passed away at 66. We certainly don't understand the why he passed away, the way he passed away. I was at a Fablengen last night. A boy had just gotten up from shiva, and his father had been sick for a very long time. So I walked into the room, and the Shalom Aleichem to, to me was so. What's better, to suffer or to go like this? This was his question to me. I'm not giving explanations. I'm not healing hearts. There's no way to heal hearts. There's no way to give explanations. But we believe that he finished his shlichus on this world. And on your base, Thomas, and shlichus was finished and he went back and he's sitting with the Rebbe and Ganege listening to Hasidus. That's what we believe. Our hearts are broken and they should be. And of course, the vachayit and elibay is very, very important to go back to sleep and to think making the niggas is, is terrible. This is Vahayit. It's an unbelievable wake-up call. But on the other hand, this is the Raksna the This person lived his life and he served the Eivishter and he served as Rebbe like a soldier. In every way he knew how. And his neshama went back to Gan and that's the truth. That's the truth. It's not a comfortable truth. It's not the logical truth, but it's a faith truth. And we are believers. We are believers. We are believers. That means believers don't mean why did the Abish to do this? The explanation is such and such. Oh, now that I understand, I'm comfortable with the avish. That's not a believer. That's a philosopher. A believer means that we understand that we can't understand. And our relationship with the Ebishter, which is the greatest bracha we have, the biggest thing in our lives is our connection to our Kaddish Baruch. It doesn't make sense. You can't make sense out of it. You surrender to it and you get. Being connected to the Ebishter is not doing the E-Bishter a favor. It's doing us a favor. And this connection to the Ebishter, which is completely L'maylim and Haseichel. b'tan v'das draw strength from the Abishta in moments like these, you can't answer questions. You can ask. You can't answer questions. It's impossible to answer questions. It's never possible to answer questions. But we need to find strength in Anishamit. Instead of covering it over with bad moods and with doubt and with in- in intellectual enlightenment, let me say it straight. The mind is not the greatest thing we possess. The mind is one, one of many valuable tools. The heart is also a valuable tool. And in many ways, it's more valuable than the mind. Our senses are also valuable tools. The person is his soul, not his seich. And the neshama of a person should... The meaning of a believer is he lives by his neshama, not by his mayach, and not by his lev, and not by his chushim, by his neshama. And moments like these tests, they test unbelievable. And this is the answer. The answer is... To, to draw strength from our own truth, our own Pnimes, our own Pintel, which is Anishamun. Okay, my speech is finished. Now, it's Yudimul Thomas and I told you yesterday, as advertised, we're going to remind today. What happened between ye- today and yesterday was I had an opportunity to have had a Brengen. It, it was so wonderful. What can I tell you? I sat with former Talmidim of mine, who, <laughs> who when, they, when they were my students, they didn't listen very well. We had such a gishmak. I was like blown away. The imamish, We sat for three hours, we, we sang, we and I chazed the mime. So I'm coming here rehearsed. I had an opportunity to the the Let me say a short introduction. This is a maimer from the Rebbe based on a maimer from the Friedrich Rebbe, which I looked up this morning. I actually looked up the Friedrich Rebbe's mime. And as I suspected, there's more copies. I made 15 copies. So I, but can you spread them around? Um, it's based on a Maimon of feeding. Rebbe. But the Rebbe does a typically Rebbe thing. He presumably is saying a Feeding Feeding Rebbe but he adds something. And what the Rebbe adds to this Maimon is really, really extreme. It's not extreme like jump off a building. <laughs> in terms of Haskalah, in terms of the Leemu, in terms of Havana, the Rebbe makes a revolution in the Maimon and it happens that there are other examples of the same kind of revolution. So I'm going to give it to you by way of introduction. I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen now. A half of Ma'aymas, the is the Freedic and is perfectly normal, perfectly predictable. It's the classic discussion of Nishayinus, a test. You'll see it inside. The second half of the Maimah, the Rebbe spins Nishayinus and he adds something to which none of the Freedic and Abbas said. In fact, the other Reb seem to say exactly the opposite. And the Reb says, no, you have to say this because of this, this, and this. That's what makes this Maimah the is. I'm going to give you the dogma. We learned our mind, we're learning my every Friday. And it's a Gvalakaschus. Every Friday we for the mind. We're learning already my mother for five or six years. One of the my we learned was an Amalek mind. What do we know about Amolik? <maculay> what does that mean? There's all kinds of kleepers There's all kinds of kleepers Every kleeper has something good. And when you de- when you transform, when you defeat a kleeper You redeem the good and elevate it. Amalek is a cleeper. There's nothing good about Amalek. And therefore, the only thing to do with Amalek is to eradicate him, to destroy him, because there's absolutely no good in Amalek. This is a standard Sinishic commentary on Amalek. All the other nations, even if they're a you're mavada them, you separate the good from the bad, the good is elevated. Amolek is righteous Goyim, he's the source of all Klippis, and he's pure Ra, Chutzpah and therefore, the end of Amalek it's not like this week's passion is to wipe battle the earth, finish. There are so many Amarei Hasidus that make this point. Kumbt again Rebbe, our Rebbe, and ask the Pashat if Amolek is all evil, Amolek should not be able to exist. I remember distinctly learning the Mime, standing here and teaching it to you. If I have to find the Mime, it'll take me a few minutes. But the Rebbe said it's impossible to say that anything the Abishtah created is all evil, even Amalik. Impossible. Because if some of the Abish created is all evil, it wouldn't have a Metishtah. It has to have a little bit of Abishtah inside of itself. So the Rebbe spins Amalek different than all the previous Abayim, all the previous Abayim said Amalek has no Aliyah. And the Rebbe said Amalek must have an Aliyah. Why? If Amalek has no Aliyah, then what's Amalekh? If Amalek has no Matthias it shouldn't be able to exist. He says, for example, because of Amalek, he just makes an effort, yeah? So I thank Amalek. because of Amalek, we have an aliyah. That's Amalek's aliyah. <laughs> and the Rebbe goes through three points, if I recall correctly. And it, all three points, the Rebbe brings out the idea that even though all the Rebbe, scores of times, dozens of times, said by Morim and Amolek, there's nothing left cannot say that mamish means nothing left. There has to be Epis. And the Rebbe if I recall correctly there's three alias in Amalek. In other words he's saying the Maimon from the previous Rebbe and then he says well let's say different here. Yeah? Here is a Maimot. It's a benign ma'amid. The whole Maimot is a short little Maimot of the There's a tape of this Maimot by the way and he's but if you pay attention you see that he's saying exactly the opposite of Feiyad So issue of this Maimot is this test. Okay, I gave you this introduction. Let's learn the maimer Rather than me telling it to you by heart, let's learn the maimer inside. Let me just say a few things, one thing about the introduction. When the Rebbe became a Rebbe, he started saying my mother. Well, let me say it differently. When the Rebbe became a Rebbe, officially, he started saying my mother. Of course, the first mime was, Yud Shvat, Tov, Shin, Yud, Al. The way the Rebbe said that maimer was, he started speaking, a sikh and he said one line. The line was in the Maim of the Rebbe Tarigem Farzain Yem Ha Hilula He Taron Bosilagani. Which means in the Mayma that the Rebbe gave out for his day of Yomtif of his talk, Savaliya he begins the Maime Bosilagani and then the Rebbe pauses and then the Rebbe says, Bosilagani Achikal. There was no niggin before Dach. This minig was for a whole year. From Toshin Y'alak Yur Shvah till you to Yur the Rebbe didn't ask ever, as far as I know. So they should sing a niggin. The Rebbe used to say a sikh, and he would start to talk, and from the seek he would talk his way into the Maimeth. <laughs> Yud Shvat, Toshid The Rebbe came to Fabrengan, sat down, and he must turned to Bishmool Zalmanov, I'm assuming he was in Benagan, and said, they should say a maimeth, a niggin So the way the Rebbe would do it is he would say a sikh. Sometimes the seek is a minute, a half a minute, sometimes the sikh is ten, fifteen minutes. The, the, this Maimed, the Rebbe said a sikh, two, three lines, four five lines. Mamish a minute. And then he started the ma'amid. The Riach and This ma'amid is based on a ma'amid from the Friederich Rebbe from Tzadik Gimel from 1933, and I'm assuming that it's based on a Maiman from the Rebbe Rashab from, from, from Tovreish Pein. The Rebbe said this ma'amid in 1951. 25 years later, Tovshin Lamadvah, the Rebbe repeated it again. The 1976 version, 25 years later, the Rebbe said three ma'amidim. Three ma'amidim. The satolariach and The Rebbe told him then. That they should join all three and make them into one maimed. The Rebbe said the same maimed, three different times, Bekesh, and Yebez Tamas. The and Shabbos, or something like that. Or Tazvav Tamas. And the Rebbe told Rabiel then to join them all together, to make them into one long maimed. And then years later, in the mems, 10 or 11 or 12 years later, the Rebbe edited that maimed. The maimed is printed Mugir. Look at Kayla Khalif. Here's a short little maima. That's a very, very long maima. It's the 25th anniversary of when the Rebbe said it. The first time, the Rebbe said it uh, the second time. Okay, so now let's learn. Nasata li You gave those who fear you naseless nasis. Now, mipnei I didn't translate the word naseless nasis. Yes, I didn't translate them. Okay, we'll go back to them. Mipnei means forever. Sela means a dove and Koishet could either mean emes, in Aramaic, koishet means emes, or koishet could be for the word kishut, which means beauty. because of koishet tzela, which means emes, and yoifi, which is a dovanitzhi, the Avish to gave those who fear him, neslihis nices. Now, neslihis nices could be seen as a double notion, as a double expression. neslihis nices means the thing to do, you know, apples to eat, kind of thing. And neis les naisis could mean an escape to run away. Nisa means to escape, right? But nais can also mean other things. Nais means a miracle. Leis naisis. If nais means a miracle, so what does leis naisis means? To perform miracles. But there's a third translation. That nais means a flag. Nais means something which is very very high, and everybody see it like a mast of a ship. It's called a nais. Neis, lehis would translate into a, something which is very, very high, this nicest to show. You know, in Chumish you read, Volekim Nisas Abram, the, the Ibish attested Abram Avinu. So the Shah's Pasha, the Ibish gave him a test. Why? He didn't know what his march is? Yeah. You go to school, you give students a test because you want to know their score, because you don't know. The Ibish knew Abram score, so why do you give him a test? So Chsinis translates, well, The Nisas the they must to raise the vroma of up, And that's how we translate the word, Nes le his But, here we translate it abisalah anesh. That neis means a test. Nifoye. Le his neisens means to be uplifted. Skip the parenthesis, Pirashatargum. Yohafta le dochalift. You gave those who fear you nisa. And we translate nisa means a test. To be tested by. And like I said to you before, ultimately through the test, you become uplift This is a pasuk, which, like I said to you before, it can be translated. I told you three or four different translations. It could mean an escape, it could mean a miracle, it could mean a test, and it means to uplift. And all four really go together. That this pasuk is talking about a test which reveals the K. HaMasidah's <laughs> Nefesh Be'inyin Nisyei Neizdaf through tests Parenthesis Sh'nitenes Le'bnei Yisrael which is given to the Jewish people could they El-Bohem In'in Shalak-Boh to raise them up Neis means a test This Nisnasaw means to test but the Priyutik of Ataytis is a test to lift you up And this Golos is different than other Golos t- in the matter of tests why? Because in previous goals, the Elisha gave us tests. And you know what happened? The Elisha gave us tests? We got lost. We lost ourselves. Emes. I'm skipping one line. Ube'emes, which is six lines into the paragraph. This is an indication of the strength. We should be able to overcome tests. Because you saying I kayak by age Janit the girl so I can't also me say get now in this Gallows have a kayak that they didn't even have in Gallows Mitsraye so <speaking in Hebrew> I said share the Gallows with sign severely show the game and kayak the Meisha came to she and talked to them they couldn't listen parenthesis highnish <speaking> have did in <Hebrew> the saying like bewildered the test confused them it threw them off be in this mitna We have the keiach that even when the to test us, instead of it bewildering us, it's as to recognize the emes. They're only tests, and the yid is to overcome the tests. So the Rebbe says here that Yidden have always had tests, and in the old days a test confused you. Today we have keiach to overcome the tests which is a yisin, an our of over the earlier goal now let me explain to you what a test means the mind is going to explain it to you but I'm going to tell to you about it, that's abdomen a test doesn't mean a hardship a hardship you have to deal with a test means an impossibility a test means an impossibility my mother being the marshal of Avram was going to the arcade, and the sultan putting a body of water in front of him so he walked into the water because he understood that this was the sultan and there's nothing he can do about it. A test doesn't mean a hardship, a test means an impossible. living in the Soviet Union 80 years ago was a test. It wasn't hard, it was impossible. Now the Aibish gives us Msyanus. And the Syayanas don't happen every day, but it's a part of the Aibish protocol. Now the Abish has a lot of purposes for our existence on this world. To be Mavara to be meyachid Yihudim, to make a Didibitaktainim to be asik and and to overcome tests, tests. the Nisyanus is a unique concept, and the meaning of a test is not a hardship, it means a challenge, which is impossible. So you say to Rebishter, what are you doing? So Yidnim Mitzrayim had hardships, they dealt with the hardships, and then they had tests. When Yidnim Mitzrayim had hardships, they dealt with them. When Yidnim Mitzrayim had tests, they lost it. Why? Because there's no point. What are you doing, You Want me to fail? What's the point? The Ebesht gives you a situation which is not hard, but impossible. That's the type of a test. That's the separation between the word Nishayim and the word Birur. Birurim are hard. Nishayim are impossible. So in did tests. They lost it. Now that Ebesh we have tests and we see the emis We have a koyach to react to a test metan enemies. How do you deal with a test? You just hunkered and you become stubborn. You be- you become an action. You you become as unreasonable as the test itself. Like the ever led from the front in Russia at that time the Aibish gave Yiddin this and how was the reaction? Complete loss of reason. Total Messiras Nefesh without any khajboidness. When the Aibish gives a test, that's the reaction. I told the story to you yesterday that the Rebbe told the free Rebbe that when you encounter a wall and you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You clap and clap and clap You pound your head against the wall, not your fist, not your feet. Feet. You make a hole. You go through. The means means the Eibishter, does something illogical, totally illogical. And the reaction to the illogical, the Sioner, the is an illogic of our own. And the Rebbe says the Mitzrayim didn't, didn't have that. They just didn't have it. They gave him tests and they lost it. Now the Rebbe says we have it, and it's a Yisrael of our goals over those goals. Now in the Soviet Union the seer of that test was Mercedes never you know what it is in America they've never spoken about this many times in America the test that we face the, the, the challenge that Ebishter gave us which we can't even imagine overcoming is not to be in a fall from the world around ourselves not to be melted down and to assimilate in our heads and in our hearts even if not in our actions to the culture and to the environment that's our test and the Rebbe says, this test is equal to this test. It's much more pleasant to live in America and have a test from a smartphone. And the answer to the test is Mesinus Nefesh. What's our this Nefesh? Our Mesinus Nefesh is really not to care what anybody thinks. It's a an Nisoyer. And the Rebbe says, in Mitzrayim, Yidden were lost by tests. Now we can deal with tests. And then the Rebbe explains the philosophy to us, the mysticism. Now remember, we are now learning a minor from Fridik and Rebbe, which the Rebbe is summarizing for us. The six Five lines in the bottom of the page. The meaning of a nisoyen, There are many physical things. So much of the physical world requires bidu. That means correction and uplifting. But tests are different. Because when you deal with a physical hardship and you're correcting it, you have to be involved with it. You're removing the spark of godliness from the thing you're involved with and raising it up to the Ebers. In other words, the Ebers should give you an ordinary hardship. Two things are meant to happen. You become better because of the hardship and you elevate the thing that gave you the hardship. You raise up. Yeah, I, I rang with the Barucham last night. You have to make a living. Making a living is very difficult. To make a living as a Jew is extraordinarily difficult but if a person succeeds to make a living as a Jew he doesn't only raise himself up he raises up his living he raises up his office he raises up his his desk and his pen and his chair and his computer and his co-workers and the food he eats his material is a kiddush Hashem so you mevara yourself and you mevara the says Reb Minister. tests are different why? she'a when you have a test the thing that's testing you there's nothing to elevate that's the free the The thing that's testing you there's nothing to uplift it's amalek. it's pure evil you have to kill it when they give you a test it's about you it's not about the thing the thing which is standing in your way which is totally evil completely irrational impossible to overcome does not have a redemptive component you're not fixing it it's there to fix you and when you finish fixing yourself, it disappears. The test has nothing of its own. It was put there to be obstruction. That's the difference between a birur and a test. A birur has a spark of godliness. It elevates you through struggle and you elevate it through the struggle. The shyness is total darkness. There's nothing to elevate in the nisayin. It's only an elevation in you. This is the difference between a hardship and an impossibility. And Jewish people in history, for the most part, have hardships. But on occasion, they face impossible situations. These are called Nishayinahs. And Nishayinahs are dealt with by struggling with yourself. And the Rebbe says on Kuf Aleph, five lines from the top of the page, I Dezer Shema How does a person deal with a test? And as I said to you before, a test is not a hardship test as an impossibility. So the Rebbe uses three expressions. As keach ha'atzmi, you have to reveal the power that comes from your very essence. shu tekev atzmi, which is a hardness that is an essence level. Vigam bitel atzmi, and a bitel, which is essence. So you have here one idea that has two expressions. The one idea is called keach and the two expressions are tekev atzmi and bitel atzmi. When you have a hardship, hardships are things that can be managed. You slow down, you study them, and you work around them. You work with them, you deal with them. Because hardships are not impossible, they're difficult. Tests are impossible. So when you have a hardship, you use your mind, you use your heart, you use your senses, you use your knowledge of Teira and Chesidus to manage it. A test there's nothing to manage. Because it's impossible. So how do you deal with it? The answer is, you're Megalakei and the keyachatsmi gives you two opposite weapons. Hatkait, a hardness, a toughness, a strength, an inflexibility, and bitl. And both of them have the same last name, Atzmi. The atzmi, When you face not a hardship but an impossibility, you have to draw and it expresses itself in a strength and a humility at the same time these are two opposite nuis a hardness and a total uh, what's the word uh, flexibility flowing with the punches as it were Surrender. to deal with the hardness, if you will the, the bitl means not resisting it letting what the Eivishter brings uh, there's a sikh the Rebbe about Yosef where the Rebbe says what made Yosef so extraordinary was because when he saw the Golos come to him he realized it was the Eivishter and he didn't fight it he accepted it because when you fight it it ends up destroying you and Yasef's ability to accept it made him ultimately the master over it so when you have a birur a birur has good in it so you deal with it and the Rebbe goes on to say how you do birurim ok uh, let's go let's go to Sivgibu go to page kufyud okay? Yudbe page page Kuf the Rebbe talks about how you do a birur, and the point that the Rebbe asserts when you're doing a birur is that you deal with it. You're reasonable. You're thought through. You, you fight. You struggle, but you you measure how you approach it. You don't use keiachatsmi, which is take a fatzmi and bitlatsmi. You use reason. The beginning of birurim is Davening is a spiritual exercise. But davening is a spiritual exercise. It's the beginning of the struggle of a person with this world. Why? Because when a person dabbins, he fights. This means. Birurim is eating and drinking, going to work, being in the world. Which is much, it's called in Taita Amal Mulach, it's much more challenging. That the can still today so that that the physical involvements, our material involvements, should not drag us down. to the contrary, you should be able to raise up the physical thing, and he should clarify, and remove and separate the good spark which is in it. So the chleifel chil the chlishes klolik. There's a basic weakening of the nefesh abrahamis. Haim ba'atmei in the person, I guess that means the neshama, begufei in his body, the nefesh abrahamis in his animal soul. I guess Haim ba'atmei means begufei nefesh abrahamis. The hain, the gashmi, the chumis eilem, the world at large. The zeh ha'winah be'shat When you daven, you get emotional. Chassidus says the emotional language is the language of the nefesh abrahamis. And the emotions during davening weaken your own behemoth and set up that when you go into the world later, the behemoth is weaker and the, the uh, attraction, the lure of Elamazah is less, and that's how you defeat it. <sighs> the baron. that's what davening gives. time of worship, El Khalisha's clothes, but the purpose of davening is to get emotional and as such weaken the animal emotion. Baha'inu says the rebbe and Davening involves contemplation, thinking about the Evedim. Now, what does the rebbe mean here? The rebbe means to say there's different kinds of davening. We're talking about an ordinary davening, not an extraordinary davening. What's an extraordinary davening? Chana. What's an extraordinary davening? Ashanu Those davenings are what the maimer called keiachatsmi, which is takechatsmi bitalat. An ordinary davening is not extreme. I'm using my mind to meditate on the Ebi to the basis of my understanding, to get emotionally moved through the meditation, to raise myself up. The whole process begins with reason. And begins with reason because it's a reasonable process. And it's a reasonable process because my opponent is reasonable. I can deal with the opponent. You're mavarer, you negotiate with the klipa, you take out what's good, you dispose what's evil, you redirect it, you reform it, you reconstruct it, but it's not butting heads. It's okay, it's, it's using the mind to navigate the world. It says that therefore, is a process of struggling with the world that doesn't require an extreme. It's not supposed to require an extreme, it begins with the mind. The mind arouses the heart. During davening, you get yourself into a frame of mind to be impassioned about the Evishtit, and therefore automatically that's passionate about the world. When you go into the world, and you have to deal with the passions of the world, the beginning of that process, which happened during davening, and the beginning of the davening, was the use of the mind, all demonstrates the Medida de of the measure, the normalcy of that engagement, of that exercise, of that struggle. That's beautiful and the Rebbe is ma'irich. Rebbe has a whole that if you look on page Kuf Yud Gimel, where I made two asterisks on your page, it says The beginning of Beirudim is meditation. The reason is Shebedvorim The sparks of godliness in the things I am clarifying and elevating. Haim in such a fashion That besides for the clip of four. Nishanu Bahem Kol Shah and Yah there remains in them also their Kadusha connection. Shaym Inyan shall oy Ugdushah their matters of light and holiness. Look at the next two words, but that shot al You wage a war, but it's a war of reason. It's not a war of butting heads. it's not a war of Kaya Katsmi, take me, and bitlaksmi, it's a war of Sekh. That's Bidul. So, biruta means you're elevating the item, not just yourself, because there's light and holiness in that item which needs to be redeemed. And your engagement, your struggle with it is says the medida of says that Rebbe, and I'm reading on now page Kuf, you'd gimbal about 10 lines from the end of the paragraph. Tests are different. Because the test doesn't mean a hardship, but test means an impossibility. And because the test means an impossibility, that means that the godliness in the test. Is completely gone, completely dark. <coughs> There's nobody to negotiate with. And the Rebbe says, the <laughs> and the spark of Godness hidden within a who and in such a level that nasis <laughs> nevelo the kosher became treif. What's the difference between putting a piece of treif meat in a pot of kosha meat and mixing milk and meat? Treif a for meat and the kosher is called the mixture tarubas if you have enough kosher the trait is bought even if there's not enough kosher and you add more kosher which you're not allowed to do but when you mix milk meat and milk you don't have two kosher things that are mixed together you have tref the kosher itself has been transformed into tref there's a spark of godliness in everything in the kosher has become tref the spark of godliness in itself a part of the evil. The spark itself has become black. The darkness of severe evil. Okay? Now, if I'm going to bother you, please. base. Three lines from the top. But it's more oisier. The spark of Godness detests whom is enclosed and swallowed the and hiddenness and concealment, cold to such a degree, doesn't shine at all. There's nothing godly. There's nothing illuminated about it has. The spark of God in itself has become black. The, stick, the, gush, the piece of Kiddush has become klippetal. There هو اخيلي. I've been atoverline with bare the when you're struggling with something that's called a birur, there's a light there's godliness in the thing that's testing me. Yes, me There's a spark here again in my crazy. We shall not it's called light as it sits in the keeper. He will and therefore the b begins with Tefillah and Tefillah begins with this Bononos. There's going to be a shaklev atari you're going to negotiate with the sleeper to elevate it. And the test is different. Shalei manita There's nothing left from this test. Any other thing, Whatever it says, the physical reality of the test is all there is. Behind this test that there should be a spiritual intent that's gone. In klipas Naiga there's a Matthias that's testing you. Behind the test is ayin. You negotiate with the test to get to the eye But in the there's nothing to get to because the form stands in your way, and what behind it is also black. Right? So therefore, now go back to kufud gimel. Okay, and the ever says ozai. If you can count, it's eight lines from the end of the paragraph. Could paste gimel middle of the line under those conditions you don't negotiate with terrorists you understand you don't negotiate with Amalek a test is not a conversation it's not an analysis it's not therapy it's war and you pound your head why? because you're not dealing with an enemy that's offering anything it's just enemy the good is evil also in this case a cloud there's no basis there's nothing to fight for the way a person deals with a test he doesn't think about the test he thinks only about himself I they say to take see what the devil does here he leaves out Kayahatmi. why because Kayahatmi is, the, is the, the point and has two expressions one hardness and the other softness. Right, tov means hardness. Beitelatsa means unbelievable flexibility and softness. That combination are the two symptoms of the koyachatsmi. That's how you deal with a test. She yevshev lav It's impossible any other way. Umuchedek lamid A test you don't negotiate with. You stand like a rock and don't budge. Kein derech achelas There's no other path. He for atmi Whereas since. You approach this test with this kind of a hardness and there's no negotiating. There's nothing reasonable what you're doing. You're not trying to gain something reasonable at all. It comes from the essence. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the end of the paragraph just yet because I'm trying to teach you the Maimir in the way that I think is most constructive. The Rebbe says, then you survive. The only way you survive a test is to be unreasonable. Eden in Russia, our Zaydis and Bobbis, as much as it's impossible for us to understand, survived, and many of them paid with their lives, but survived as Jews because they became totally irrational. They became hard, they became black and white, simple, and they faced down and down with the take about to me. The stories that you hear about Hasidim are beyond, beyond, beyond. The mysterious Nefesh the levels to which the Freedic Rebbe raised that's the Freedic Rebbe the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe it's al Rebbe but in this case especially it's al Rebbe raised up a Hasidim to a level of Nefesh which is beyond our fathoming there was nothing logical about their lives there was a black and white hardness and you say to yourself when you have a test there's no other way. The only way to win the test is by revealing the Yechidah Shabbanefesh. Okay. Stop. Now, three lines from the bottom. I, I skipped the line, and again, on purpose. One way it's explained is the Yechidah Shabbanefesh comes out, and you have the power to deal with the test. Other places it says, When you reveal the Yechidah, the test disappears. The first method is you use the Yechida to defeat the test. And the second method is you use the test to reveal the Yechida. But once the Yechida comes out, there is no in place of the Yechida, in the presence of the Yechida, there's no opposition. <inaudible> the presence of the test initially, <inaudible> the point and purpose of the test, is she has it, that it should arouse, and it should bring, the pint benefesh. the it should emerge. Aval however, after. Now we're going to page kuf. You're Dalit, Yeah? After. She When the pintal it is revealed, Az Aya Veda, Ainna Fildahsain called there's no opposition. And that the that is a whole Hasbit, a long arichis, of what's the difference between your serving Hashem with Yechidah and your serving Hashem without Yahidah? And he goes into uh, good and bad that happens in people's lives, Ahmad and He says, "Good and bad exists on all levels." He quotes Tanya against the Kedushiravlas, <laughs> "Skill Chabina." On the level of Yichidah, <laughs> everything is shavu. Everything is the same. When a person is connected to the Eibush, at the Etsim level, everything is the Eibush and The Eibush is good. You know the song with the Baditchirav, the famous, the Nigan, But oh no, I'm You know that song. You know you have to know that song. But the way the song goes is, "As good is the Chdu. If it's good, it's you." Una's is if it's not good it's also you. is good. And if it's you, it's also good. It's it's a nice song. It's easy to sing in Brooklyn in a nice air conditioned room, but if I bring it with plenty of pretzels. But the nigin is a negin of Sir it's a nigin of Yachidah. And the Rabbi, this paragraph discusses this idea that when a person is Magalhi Yahidah, he only sees Tay, and the test disappears. So he brings two way the nekudah is that when you have a test, it's not about the test, because there's nothing good in that. It's black, it's dark, it's evil. It's just the person. And you overcome the test by revealing the Yechida. And again, he has two approaches. One is, when you reveal the Yechida, you can fight the test. And the other approach is, reveal the Yechida, it's no longer a test. And however you reconcile these two, ifanim, this is what the Rebbe says about Yechida. Now, now of course you see what I did I danced with you yeah. everything we read until now the Friedrich ever says it's not a long maimed the maimed was a very short maimed and most of the maimed is not even about tests it's just the first page. I looked through the maimed this morning and everything we learned until now the Freedig is maimed and here comes the Rebbe. go back to the first page and what we're about to learn the rebe didn't say the Freedig third paragraph on page third line Ma she'inekim ba'avedes and nesayinus. We just discuss tests in contrast to birudin, and that a birud has an aid and a an nitzos, which you're going to negotiate mulchama baderach shakel v'tayyim. Nesayin is chaticha atzma ases nevei. It's all evil. There's no reward. There's no shakel There's yichidum. Harayadover atzme shebeinasa and nesayin. The the thing the the item. In which the test is manifest. Einav has no form. The canals we discussed earlier. Sha'nisoyein einav davam itakatz. When the test has nothing. Rakshahuah matlahalem lomay. Its entire reality is to obstruct. Kum tzegin the labavet says omikomokim. And from this word on, the finidikem is not saying. This is the Rebbe. Dog the Rebbe mekomokim nevertheless. Kivun shiash kaninian shalnisoyein. The reality is a test, and the test is standing in my way like a molek. You must say, "If this test, which we are calling blacker than the darkest night, didn't have a spark of the did it wouldn't exist." If not for the spark of holiness, it couldn't even be a mirage. There couldn't even be a false ob- objection. We know what Hasidus says, the Altar Rebbe says it, and the Mittler Rebbe says it, and the Mitzamach says it, and the Rebbe Marash says it, and the Rebbe Rashab says it. And the Feed says, that test has no Kedushah, just darkness. The Rebbe says, if a test has no Kedushah, just darkness, it can't even bluff testing you. And the emphasis says, the Rebbe says, you can bring even rayas from the Maimed that in a test is Nitzutzi Kedushah. Okay, now go to the very last one of on the page. Vezehu. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, don't go to the last line of the page. I'll tell you where to go. I'll tell you where to go. Go to page kufyud Gimel and let's read the last two lines of Sif Gimel. It says, He is underlined. When a Yid uses his Yechidah, listen to these words <laughs> you can actually extract a spark <laughs> which is hidden in a test all that Abayim said there is no spark in a test it's just black and therefore the beater is only in the person not in the metzias again, that derebit is the first and he said I don't understand if a test has no metzias how is it a test there has to be a spark no, but then this spark is so black it's not even called an oil it kind of called a spark and you don't deal with it you don't negotiate with it you try to destroy it but when you try to destroy it you reveal it this is the Rebbe this spark has no light this spark reveals nothing but it has an etzem. it's a piece of the Ebi because if it wasn't a piece of the Ebi it couldn't even challenge you so the Rebbe says the difference between birer and nisoyen has to be modified. Before the Rebbe, a birer you deal with. A nisoyen you destroy. And the Rebbe says, a birer you deal with. A nisoyen you approach with the attempt to destroy. To, to not deal with. But when you deal with a nisoyen, without trying to tweak it, without being fancy, with the take of atzmi, you actually elevate it. You elevate the spark that presumably does not exist. Like I said to you in my introduction, all memory chassidists always tell you, Amalek, wipe off the face of the earth. The Rebbe has a mind where he says, three in your name beat it the Amalek. He does the same thing in this mind. All the three in said, a test is pure evil. There's nothing good over here. Destroy it and you survive. Says the Rebbe, that's the approach. The approach is akshonis. The approach is Messias Nefesh. No the v'shaqabatalia. But it's impossible to test you have no metzius because it has no metzius. Then it wouldn't disturb you. So the Rebbe says and says, Hey, it is true that in the test, the spark of the Abish that is so hidden, actually, elements, all you see is the test itself. There is no light behind the test. Skip the parentheses. Three lines from the bottom. On the other hand, you do what we know this test is the lowest thing yeah so it has to have the highest source how they move and it's understood and the test had the highest light a whole new spin none of the rabbi before said this the rabbi before said test is not the metziyah the rabbi said the test is not a metziyah in terms of yiluyim but in terms of etzim it's the highest thing as we explained before, only in our generations there's the nefesh. In the earlier generation, they were enlightened, they were rich. We are dark and low. And in our darkness, and in our lowness, we access the essence. Last line of that paragraph, the same is true in the spark within it is. All that's left is the form. Lo be agave agave It has the highest inyen. So the Rebbe changes the tradition on the Siyadis, just like he changes the tradition on Dishnan HaMolek. You deal with it like it has no good. You don't negotiate with it. But when you successfully deal with it, you reveal the deepest and the highest sparks. The, in Chsidish Esprach, the Eloquus of Choyshech, the godliness of darkness itself. Now this idea of the Rebbe is, of course, very interesting. Because it leaves you with a problem, no matter what. If the Rebbe's idea is true, that there is a need to tell a key in Nisayan, why didn't the earlier Rebbeim say so? And if, as the earlier Rebbeim say, there's no need to tell a key in Nisayan, there is only the blockage, the Halam and and therefore the beater is only in the person, and not in the Neitz, the Nisayans, how come the Rebbe says otherwise? That's the, Rebbe, that's the question. Now, of course, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say the answer, perhaps, is that there are two aspects to every being. It's neshama and it's guf. It's ruchniyot and it's kashmias. In a nesoyin, the neshama doesn't have any life, any vitality, any vibrancy. So as far as the neshama is concerned, there's no beater. But the guf itself has its own life, and that life becomes elevated through overcoming the Nesoyen, and like the Rebbe says, be based on the principle of that when one elevates the Nitzuts of the Metzius, as the Rebbe calls it, there's no Eir v'chayes, just the Nitzuts of the Metzius, of the Nesoyen, he's revealing the highest madriges of Eir. And in Sif Vav, The Rebbe says, when Hashem gives us a test, the purpose of a test is to get us to know our Kaddish Baruch. Ha'inu so We should have a clarity about Hashem as if we know Him and see Him. Shizui tachlas de'biyas ha-mashiach, which is the whole point of the coming of Mashiach. It's through the concept of tests. Now, this postul, of course is quoted in many Mamari Chassidus. And usually, when we would say, we would say, the test challenges you, and you know Hashem from yourself. In other words, the test doesn't reveal Hashem to you, the test challenges you. When you overcome the test, the idea of Hashem comes from you. According to this, that even an Esoyen has a Nitzot in the, the mitzias, even though there's no and that by overcoming a test you reveal this godliness so here also the mm-hmm. Menasa Hashem Kechem changes that through overcoming the test you get to know the godliness which was hidden in the test itself the reason is in the test the spark is very very concealed and hidden which is why you cannot deal with you have to have a gil of Now, six lines at the end of the paragraph, however, when one success reveals the Yechida, in being, using keach to reveal tekaf atzmi and bital to overcome the nesoy, it transforms the Yechida of Klippa, which is a discussion unto itself. The Rebbe spoke about this earlier in the Mime, we're going to leave this. The person about himself sees his Gashbis at a level of Derecha, In other words, he's not at all Nispaul from the Alamazvistatim. And then the Rebbe says on the third line from the end of this paragraph, Then the spark in the test itself is revealed, and it returns to Kedusha. Moreover, the godliness which was hidden in the test goes even higher than it was before it descended. What descends to the lowest level came from the highest places and I think you have to learn that there's an element of Yerida in this spark as well. So the Rebbe's Chiddush that not only when you overcome a test are you elevating yourself but you have to fight with the test as if the only elevation is in you. But when one succeeds in overcoming the test he elevates the spark of the Metzias of the Nesoyin he reveals the godly source of the Nisoyin and even goes higher than the godly source of the Nisoyin itself. And the Rebbe says, This explains, The end of Gose is filled with tests. Skip two lines. Because the tests create the biggest concealment and in Mitzrayim, it says it confused them. by us it says two lines in the bottom we overcome the tests. And if and when we overcome the tests, we not only reveal our yado in overcoming the test. or we overcome the test by revealing the Yado, but on top of page Kuf Tezayin, you reveal take of a you actually reveal the sparks in the test itself, and it's called the sparks of the metzius of the Mitzvah, because the Mitzvah has no ervachayas. By days the Das, we come to know Hashem. Not only Hashem, which is in your Neshama but Hashem, which is in the Nitut, which is in the Nisoy. In other words, Shad Nisoy, So now the Rebbe explains. We said in the beginning of the Maimel. That's the difference between the Nisoyin and Birudim. What's the difference? That in Birur, the purpose of the birud is to elevate the spark in addition to elevating yourself. In Nisoyin, we say the purpose of the Nisoyin is only to elevate you. But the Rebbe changes that and says that when you overcome a test, you elevate the spark of the Nisoyin. So the Rebbe says, something very interesting. It's true. When you overcome a test, you reveal your Yechida and you reveal the spark of the Nisayan. But the elevation of the spark of the Nisoyin is only for you the test and even the revealing of the spark within the test is not for the sake of that spark alone the whole purpose of the test is that the person should come to know so in other words this is like a third point the first point is that in the test you need to take a vatsmi second point is that you reveal the spark within the test itself and the third point is that even revealing the spark with the test itself is only for the person like the previous Rebbe says in his Maimed in a simpler way there's a purpose in the elevation of the spark so to speak for the spark's own sake and then the Rebbe goes on to talk about our avoda. he says like six lines into the page and the Rebbe says in parentheses, I'm doing the Eibishter's work and break the test and bring about Okay, we're going to stop with this.